Hey there. If you're anything like me, you have dreams you want to make reality or goals you want to achieve. But let's face it, time is not on your side. You're busy, you're tired. And when in the world would you carve out the amount of time you would need to achieve anything above and beyond the day-to-day -day load you're already carrying? Welcome to Mom on the Fringe. I am your host, Amy Matthews Mootville. I'm a busy mom of three young children, an entrepreneur, singer, voice teacher, and lover of any old piece of furniture that needs restoration. I am here to support you, encourage you, and give you tactical tips and tools to help you find those hidden pockets of time in your busy week and use that time to your advantage. Let's get started. I'm thrilled to introduce today's guest to you. My friend Laura Woolsey is an industry-leading entrepreneur in a profession that has officially only existed for a little over 10 years, photo organization. Thanks to the overwhelming number of digital photos taken every day and the vast collections of inherited printed photos, movie reels, and other memorabilia that people face, Laura has been able to grow Memory Forward, her company, to a flourishing service, helping Austin area families regain control over their photo chaos and enjoy those memories again. Laura has been married for 10 years to an amazing man, and together they have two daughters, ages six and eight. Laura's journey out of a career in web development into motherhood and into business ownership has been a roller coaster of trials and tribulations, but she couldn't be happier to be where she is now and to be putting her unique skill set to use in such a powerful way by helping families connect and celebrate their life's journey. Get ready, because this is a conversation you won't want to miss. Well, hello there. I am so excited to welcome today's guest to you. This is Laura Woolsey, and Laura and I actually met at our kids' school, and I later found out about what she did for a living and thought it would be really interesting to have her on the show and let her chat a little bit today with you all. Welcome, Laura. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. And I would just love for you to kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Of course. Let me start by saying I'm like, this is the first time I've ever done a podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous when you asked me to do it. All but uh, having that was that was, I don't know, before you had even started recording. So having been able to listen to most of your episodes now, I have just really come to relate to you and get to know you better. We didn't know each other all that well. Mm -hmm. um, and there's just so much that that I can identify with. And that even though we have slightly different paths like we we're all we're in it you know we're, we're doing the same things we've got the kids we're even in the same neighborhood like I just right. yeah I'm excited to to talk about all that with you today that's yeah, my point me too me too and I know you were a little bit hesitant at first like yeah. oh me why but you know it's <laughs> funny uh Laura and I were just talking before we started recording about how it's important for me I feel to have a mix of people who are you know, doing it in the trenches, figuring it all out and, um, you know, in the midst of their business, so to speak. And that's one of the reasons why, and, I, and I'm actually really interested. Um, I've reached out to you a couple of times, just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So I would love for you to tell us who you are and what you are actually doing with your, with your business and your family and, and all of that. Yes, of course. Uh, so my company that I've owned for over a decade now is called Memory Forward, and we have um, the uh, joy of helping Austin area families with their photo collections. And that can look like a whole lot of different things. That can be printed photos, uh, videos, um, artwork, memorabilia, you name it. If it's printed, you know, we can scan it and help get it organized and accessible to you again, back into your computer, onto your phone, uh, searchable and available to, to share to your family. Um, 
We also work a lot with people who just have digital collections that, you know, around our age, I guess, maybe they don't have the prints or have dealt with that at some point in the past. And they're really just dealing with, um, you know, Apple iCloud and Google Photos and Amazon Photos and their stuff is everywhere. They have old hard drives. They have You're talking about, do you know me? Have you seen? Uh, Yeah, I've heard. (laughs) I've heard. I need to talk to you. (laughs) Because my stuff is everywhere. But I think Uh, I'm, I don't think I'm alone. I think I share the same predicament with pretty much everyone out there. (laughs) Almost embarrassingly the same, if I'm being honest, like how much people struggle with this and it's like technology is supposed to be making it easy for us and in fact it seems to be making it harder and and especially because we kind of came through the birth of the technology yeah I mean we I was still using a regular camera like you know 15 years ago right so so where we would have to go and I say regular because some of our people out there don't even know what I'm talking about but you you had to go actually take your film (laughs) somewhere Right. And get it developed, and then you'd get your pictures back, and then you would do something with those pictures, like put them in an Oops. album or, or do something. Now <laughs> it's like we don't even do that anymore. We've got so many pictures because right. we can, because we can, right? We can take. Yes, we can, and it's it's a shame, and it's it's amazing, but it's also a shame because we almost always end up doing nothing, and we're dealing with the historical stuff that we just don't have a grasp on and it's at risk of getting lost. And maybe we have access to the last two, three, four years of stuff on our phones. But beyond that, we don't necessarily know where our stuff is and have have a safe backup and all of that. So, yeah, you know, depending on the age of my client, the age of their children, we work with all array of, <laughs> you know, situations where we're including decades old stuff down to just trying to get the last 15 years in order since wow. digital era. Yeah. Wow. And do you go through the process? I mean, this is, there's probably so much we could unpack here, but oh yeah. <laughs> um, it, so you, I mean, you pretty much just clean up. So you're, you're like the um, organizational coach for someone's with their pictures. <laughs> I mean, basically and, you're, you're helping yes. them deal with their, their photo clutter in their yes. lives. Exactly right. And in fact, I came about this business. Um, I'll give a little bit of background information. I used yeah. to be a computer programmer. Okay. Uh, so that was my degree, computer science, you know, 1998, right at the beginning of the, you know, the dot-com boom or, or the tech boom. Uh, and I did that for years and I really never loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were parts of it I loved. There were niches and roles that I had that I loved, but I never just felt like this was my passion. This was fulfilling a, a space in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I decided um, like mid 2000s to um, first of all, move to California to get away from my comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that ended up being just more of a, a a playtime experience for about a year. I didn't I had some silly jobs there? Worked in a library, that kind of thing. Uh, but when where, I came back, to, sorry, where I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, where are you from originally? I'm from Arlington, Dallas okay. Fort Worth area, okay. and I went to school in Fort Worth. So I was okay. there for a long time. Had my first job there. Then I decided to go to California, and that didn't. You know, I couldn't put down roots there. That was too crazy, too far away from family. So. Yeah. I uh, decided to come to Austin and uh, was going to start grad school and uh, do more computer science stuff, which ended up, you know, after a semester, I realized how silly that was. If I wasn't in my passion already, it wasn't going to help to narrow that niche and, and uh, mm-hmm. dive even deeper. So I ended up taking a job as an, an, or, an organizer, a professional organizer. So working for a company in Austin that would send me out in the field and work with clients in there garages and kitchens and bathrooms and just tidy up, unclutter, because I had that knack for organization. I had that desire to, um, you know, just make things, make systems out of things. And, and that all even relates to my my computer science stuff, too. Like, I just, I like to manage things, lots of things, and make them tidy. And so when I uh, started working with clients in, in that field, I realized pretty quickly that um, there were a lot of other issues usually going on with people. Um, surrounding the clutter right like if they had um if they were in a position to call in help they usually had some bigger stuff going on and so i i did that for a while and it it was cool and i learned a lot um, about owning a business and all these other things but 
I didn't really enjoy kind of digging into that psychology of clutter and helping people work through that because I didn't feel qualified. I I think that requires some special training that I just wasn't interested in getting. Mm -hmm. And so I got lucky and found a client who really just had photos that they wanted to downsize. Um, They were really trying to just minimalize their life. And um, they had all these printed photos and, and three grown kids. And I was like, I could I can deal with that. I can, I know technology. I can go get a scanner and scanners were hardly even a thing back then. (laughs) Certainly, uh, you know, a high speed photo scanner was not really a thing. So it started out on flatbed scanners and then the equipment started to, to get better and better. And I, I kept adding equipment and continuing to work with this client and building this little business out of, out of nothing, out of another career really. And um, yeah, I kind of, have just grown it from there. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So you don't really, you kind of stay away from like, like you said, trying to get into someone's brain or psychology about that. You're more about just doing the the technical work of, yeah. you know, working through their photos and helping them determine yeah. what, what to do. There's always going to be some component of, you know, emotion, obviously, and connection to these photos. But I'm generally not asking people to get rid of their stuff, their sentimental items. I'm just trying to help them organize it and get it condensed down into a manageable, you know, archival safe container or set of containers so they can put it in the closet. They can look at it when they want to. They can know it's safe. They can know it's digital. They can know it's in the cloud. They can see it and and live it again. We, you know, that's why we say memory forward. We're we're bringing the memories forward out of the closet and, and like back into your daily life and, and using them again. So what I love, I love this and it, and it excites me. I mean, anything organizational excites me because mm-hmm. I'm kind of a, a, a disaster. I'm kind of a train wreck. <laughs> I, I, I like to think I'm organized, but truthfully, my, I, I just have organized clutter. Um, <laughs> and I've, I've been working through that with, uh, you know, the Marie Kondo and, and I have a, a friend who's come over and kind of helped me go through some of my stuff, but I come yeah. by it really honestly. It runs in my family, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, I, I find that um, this whole idea of uh, just, like you said, just dealing with it, just, um, you know, organizing it so that it can be something that you're not afraid mm-hmm. to go back in. I mean, because right now, like, I, it, it's daunting. I think that's the only right. word I can think of when right. I think about going into all the photos and starting to to organize them. And it's really, it's right. been on my to-do list for a long time because I know that there's a lot of, like, same pictures that are, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically the same, like 20 versions of the same picture. Right. And, you know, and that that's the kind of stuff that just takes time for you to look at and go, oh, is this one better than that one? Which one should I keep? Right. And really, truthfully, do you what we'll probably get more into this as we talk, but there's probably some everyday habits that you teach people, perhaps yes. that they need to like, weekly daily maintenance of your uh, pictures you take so you don't have to be back in that situation again down the road. Yes, that's exactly right. And and for someone like where you are at, um, I, I don't recommend that you try and tackle that yourself. And I'm not trying to get you to hire me. I just think that. Oh it's, no, you're it's it, you've daunting. sold you've you've sold <laughs> you've sold me on it. I totally yeah. yeah. I it's just that's not what you're that's not your strong suit, right? No. It, it's technology has gotten so crazy that we have all these different media types and we have all these different cloud accounts and it shouldn't be up to you to figure that out and get it all into one place. Right. Now from there, if we can work with you and get that, you know, we call it a digital hub, basically get everything into one place, whether it's from prints and old stuff or just your current, you know, since your kids were born stuff. Once it's in that place, yes, then, you know, we can, you can continue working with me, certainly, but there are things I can teach you habits that we can work on one day at a time to get that manageable, to, to go through, even to weed out those duplicates, um, even just daily delete the bad stuff that you're t- continuing to take. Mm-hmm. So it's really, there's, there's just really called the gathering phase. And if we can just get that far, even if we do nothing else, no deleting, no anything, clients can typically take it from there. And, and if they're persistent and diligent, they can, they can manage and 
and feel good about their photos again. So. Oh, I love that. And it, 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 when you're talking, it makes me think it's probably a lot like, um, you know, opening up your budget once a week the, and, you know, uh, your your meal planning or your anything that you yeah. have to check in with, you know, your bank account, check your bank statement. Yeah. It, it's probably a lot like that where, you know, you need to get to a point where you're checking your photos and making sure you're keeping them in an organized yeah. way so that it's not a disaster to work through later. That's right. And if you can just, if you are or in the situation you are now with everything everywhere and not knowing, you know, what hard drive is in your closet, you're probably never going to get started, right? No. You're, you're not going to, at least if you're like me, you want everything to be in one place and to be like, okay, now I can start and I've got it perfect. I can move right. forward. So that's my goal is to get people to that point. And then there's lots of things we can continue to work on together. We can make albums. We can go back and, and make you know gifts for kids, graduations, whatever. But a lot of that that we, we can teach clients to do as well. That's that's really cool. Now, is is your company, you know, I, you were kind of talking about your background and, and yeah. how this sort of started, um, I don't want to use the word organically, but you just kind of <laughs> one step at a time, you kind of just, this kind of led you to that. There Was there any type of training that you went through to kind of help you with the learning curve or did you just really um, take it on and, and how did that all look for you? Yeah, I really... Um... When I started doing this, I guess it was like 2004, I didn't even have my company yet, I just was learning on my own, and I didn't know it was a thing, I didn't know anybody else out there was doing it. And it, Are there a lot of people out there doing it? There are. are there big companies? I'll, I'll get to that now, I'll get to yeah. that, but there, so a few years later, several years later actually, after years of doing this on my own and just bootstrapping my way through Google to figure things out and you know, the early days of, of cloud accounts and all the confusion and uh, Apple, iPhoto, whatever, um, I discovered um, the Association of um, Professional Photo Organizers. It was called Personal Photo Organizers at the time. But APPO, or APO as we call it, um, was out there. And it was kind of in its infancy, but it had quite a few members. And I was suddenly like, I found my people, right? Yeah. Like, there are other people doing this. I'm not alone. And for whatever reason, I didn't join right away. I kicked myself for doing that, but I just felt like, well, I've been doing this long. What, you know, I don't want to pay the money to join this organization. But when I finally did, like a year later, I, I was really excited and, and wished I had done it sooner because it, they really were my people. Like, they got it. They're business owners struggling to do this technical work and, and make ends meet and <laughs> find clients. And I mean, everything you can imagine in common. Um, so that was probably a couple hundred members at the time. And now I think it's about a thousand members around the world, really. Wow. Uh, and we have our annual conference. And it's been 10 years now that that organization, actually longer than that, we just had our 10th conference. That was, yeah. That's crazy. So, that is yeah. crazy. <laughs> so it has it just is. grown into it, a thing. You know, it's actually become something that people are doing. And I would imagine yeah. it's it's really, um, it, 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 you were saying, you know, trying to make your business work, I would imagine it's time consuming, you know, when you it take is. on somebody's project. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so you have to factor that in when you're. Yes. Uh, yes. Some of these projects can take years, not, not, no exaggeration. It's, um, you know, ideally it's, it's months. <laughs> yeah. Usually it's six months or more. And in extreme cases, it's more than a year. So, uh, yeah, I'm working with one family right now that's got five grown kids and, just an enormous amount of photos that they have never imagined. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's taking up like our entire storage room at the office now. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And it just keeps coming. They keep finding more. So that's another part of it is wow. really, I, I want to be in these clients' lives for, for a long time and uh, become the trusted partner to, to do all things photo. You know, they, they have a wedding coming up. They, they call on me to do a slideshow or they call on me to make a book or, you know, where's that picture of grandma so-and-so and I can find it because I know their pictures. I know their people. That is incredible. That is incredible. <coughs> now you mentioned the, the idea that there are big, big, uh, organizations, uh, doing this. And yeah. what, so tell me like the difference between going to, uh, you know, 
I don't know what they are, um, but, you know, going to another company that's big versus like what you're doing where it's more, you know, one-on-one. Great, great question. I mean, that's kind of the reason I can thrive is because I'm not a scan cafe or a Costco or uh, any of these online places that you can mail stuff to. Those places are more often than not, well, not Costco. I think they do it in-house, but they are, um, first of all, whatever you give them is what you're going to get back. If you give them a box of photos and a jumble and want it scanned, they're going to give you back the jumbled. A, a jumbled bunch of scans with terrible names uh, and no identification of any kind. Uh, the other part of that is they're often sending those overseas because that's where the labor is the cheapest and they mm. can make the better profit on that. So. The difference here is obviously I'm in Austin. I'm working only with Austin families. I have a, actually, I do have a few clients in Dallas and, and one in Chicago. <laughs> That's wow. a long story. Uh, but I'm never mailing stuff. I'm always um, hand delivering. Oh. And working at all the equipment is in my office. And it is, you know, I have trained employees that are they're doing the scanning and organization. And we are really, like, I'm a perfectionist. I have high standards. Yeah. So we are really digging deep on these photos and making sure we have identified who's important and what events are important and putting them together in those ways so that the client can can access them and um, you know see what's important to them <laughs> not just have a jumbled mess cuz we call it garbage in garbage out you you get you know, if you give that mess over to somebody and they don't know what they're doing or they don't have that attention to detail, then it's not going to be any more valuable to you when you get it back. Yeah. And you just, I mean, you hit the nail on the head when you said that, because I feel like, you know, your years of experience in knowing what to look for, Mm. um, knowing what's important to the client, um, you know, all of those things that are things people don't even know they actually need someone to do. And those are the things you offer that someone else wouldn't because they're just doing sort of a rote, um, systematic sort of job that anyone could do, you know, like, you know, basically just doing a process that you could, you know, and like you said, you have people scanning and doing those things, but the actual finished product is something that has to pass through. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. I do all the quality control. That is awesome. Oh my yeah, gosh. And, and these other companies are just, they're trying to maximize their profit. And of course, I want to be profitable too. But I, i you know, I do what's required to, to make a beautiful product so that I continue to get word of mouth business and, and uh, you know, delight every single client, not just give them something back that's useless still. Now, this is a kind of a random question, but how are you marketing that? I mean, you said kind of mm-hmm. word, word of mouth and, um, but are, is there, I know you have a website um, and, w- and what are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm sure there's probably also a limit of how many projects you can take on at one time. <laughs> so is. you're probably not too eager about, you know, getting uh, 20 people calling you next week to do yeah. their project. But how are you, how are you handling that? And how, how do you do, how do you deal with that sort of yeah. challenge? I mean, you, you said it, I am actually not doing that. <laughs> and I'm, I've always been embarrassed to say that, but lately I've been like, you know what? It's working. <laughs> this is what I can handle right now. <laughs> this is what I can handle. And I am growing. And I, you know, of course I have concerns like what if the pipeline dries up and nobody calls to, to, right. to use our services, but it never happens. And it's, it's been 10 years and it's never happened. I've always had more than enough to handle and had enough to grow as much as I wanted to grow. And so yeah, I have a, a good website. I, I think I rank well on Google. Uh, I'm also really fortunate that there's no competition in Austin doing <laughs> anything say, like this. I don't this. think you have anyone else doing yeah, this. Which yeah, which actually is weird because we have a big market. <laughs> well, and I was just going to say. You have like 10 or more organizers doing exactly what I do. I mean, they're my colleagues and I, I rely on them to learn. And I'm like, I wish I had somebody in Austin I could be buddies yeah, with and, exactly. and learn from. I wouldn't mind the competition. It would be fine. Yeah, because I mean, talk about I mean it's a niche market but it's a gold mine market because everyone is struggling with this and like you said you know it's funny because and I've been you know I've been learning this and and my husband and I are real DIYers we're Mm -hmm. but we are DIYers with um 
and, and if he listens to this, sorry, honey, but Oof. I feel like we're DIYers to a fault because we, yeah. we will say, oh, I can do that. I can, right. I can, you know, I can paint my kitchen cabinets. I can install right. the flooring throughout the whole house or, you know, I can fix the backyard. And, um, we have, you know, this massive backyard and I keep saying to my husband, like, you don't have time. We have to hire someone yes. to do this work. And he's done a lot and he's he's really resourceful and I'm so grateful for that. But there are a lot of people out there listening who are resourceful as well. Sure. <laughs> and they get in the, the, the I, I kind of call it an ADD mindset where you think you can do it all and you try to do it all and then you don't get anything done. Nothing yes. actually is happening. And you have these unfinished products projects. I, I'm looking around my office because as I'm saying this because I'm I'm like, oh gosh, I'm talking to myself. But <laughs> you have these unfinished projects that if you just had some assistance and someone mm -hmm. who had the know-how to come in and get her done. And yeah, it costs something, mm -hmm. but you have to determine what the worth is for you. And we don't, you know, typically do our own accounting and we don't typically do our right. own um you know, we don't cut our own hair usually and, and things like that. So it really is important for people to realize that this whole photo um, mm -hmm. situation that we have going on in our, <laughs> good in our yeah. world is um, it's a problem. And, and yeah. you know, you want to have something that you can preserve uh, for years to come. And my biggest thing is I not only want to preserve the, the photos, but I want them to be something that is enjoyable for my kids later on down down the line to go through and not a, not a mess right. for them to have to deal with. Yes. So I I, yeah. I love that. I, I I feel like you're a genius that oh, you've thank you. come up with uh, <laughs> with this and you are doing this because man, I I feel like like I am one of a hundred people I know out there who are struggling and, and just almost like denying that it's even there, denying that they have a problem. Yes. Well, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there that you just said, but um, just because you can doesn't mean you should. You should that's, right? that's a big mantra for me. And that's been a struggle yeah. as I've grown as a business owner um, to, to really not I can do everything. I'm smart. I'm technically sure. minded. You know, I can, but that doesn't mean I should. Exactly. And that has been the best like growth pattern for me, especially in this last year. Or so I hired a um, project manager late last year, and all my peers were like, "What are you doing? Like, he's not he's not getting any billable hours." Like, and I, I said, "I know, but he's allowing me to get some billable hours, and he's allowing me to create and, and grow this business so that I can hire the next person who is getting all those hours in." So just being able to hand off all those things on my plate that I can do, or, and not even just the project manager, but accounting and website development. And, I mean, that's what I used to do for a living, but I, I don't need to be doing that in my own business. I need, I need partners. We all need partners. We need to, yes. <laughs> to hire when we can. And, um, you know, not everybody has the means to do that. I understand that. But you know, if it's important to you, I recommend you find a way and, and if, you, if it's with your photos that can be an array of different options right you can spend a little bit and work with me a little bit and and then go from there or we can work together for years and you pay me every month <laughs> and your yeah. photos are totally handled and you don't ever have to think about it again and you have magic digital frames show up in your house and you have a screensaver on your TV that's always on and you have prints that show up in the mail because you asked me to send them to you. <laughs> oh, I love that you're speaking my language for sure. Oh. I love that. I, and it, that was actually what my next question was going to okay. be. Um, I didn't really plan on, you know, just chatting forever about, about your business, but it's so fascinating to me. I think it's fascinating for my listeners too. So you were saying there's a lot of options. And of course, I'll put in the show notes where they can get a hold of you and, um, and get, you know, get familiarized. But is, so you have like a mem do you have like a membership site where people can like pay a monthly membership to you or I don't have a site but I do often work with people on a budget to to pay monthly and then we just kind of do as much work as we can do for that amount at a time. Okay. yeah okay yeah and then we have maintenance plans as well for people where we've organized the digital library and obviously we don't stop taking pictures so uh, yeah. especially with Apple photos we're able to go in and remotely and, and just connect and every month we can uh, re-up those pictures and, and clean through them and, and make them 
put them into groups with names that make sense so you can find them. Oh my gosh. I'm, I, I'm really refraining Laura because I'm like envisioning you <laughs> mm-hmm. like five years down the road and all the possibilities you can offer once you get certain people under you doing the other thing. Oh yeah. Like, like I mean, so members, I'm, because I've been, um, uh, uh, reading a lot and, and listening to a lot about membership sites and um, yeah. and just, you know, course e-courses and oh my gosh, yeah, I mean, the possibilities yeah. are endless, but I don't want to overwhelm you or myself by talking about that. <laughs> anyway. well, I've already overwhelmed myself, don't worry. <laughs> it's already been thought I, of. I'm, I, yeah. I'm definitely a cart before the horse kind of girl, so I, 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 was, I have I, to keep myself you know, rein it in, rein it in. <laughs> I will say like day one or, or you know, the first year or so that I got really serious about this business, my husband, who's um, a marketing director, was like, oh, you need to franchise this. I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. But yeah, I mean, that's overwhelming. Out of <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Because actually, when yeah. you told me about your, we'll have to talk offline about this. But when you told yeah. me about your business, I was like, is that like, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm a Rodan and Fields consultant. So, right, um, right. you know, I was like, is that like a, a MLM that you can like, mm-hmm. you know, sign up and train under and like become a person? Because like you it were has... saying, like, there's no one in Austin except for you doing this. And it's like, whoa. Right. Hmm. <laughs> and there, there are plenty of markets around the nation that don't have pockets of people like me, too. So yeah, that, that has definitely been thought of. And, and back in the day, it scared me, but it's starting to become a, a real possibility as, as I grow the business and get my documentation in place and the processes in place and the, the, the help to move things along appropriately and meet with clients and all that. So oh, I love that. I love it, love it, love it. Well, I, I wanted to kind of move on and just yeah. kind of chat a little bit about, because I could talk about photos forever. I mean, it's literally <laughs> me like a vault for me, um, literally and figuratively speaking, it's a vault. Um, <laughs> so you... You, you've been kind of chatting about your work, and you also have two beautiful daughters. Oh, thank you. What are they their are, ages? They are beautiful. They are uh, six in just a few days and eight, wow. going on 14. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about doing this thing that has brought yeah. you passion, and you've become, you know, you're getting more and more um, clients and you're getting more familiarized with it, but it probably was a slippery slope at the beginning and your your daughters were super little, I, I guess, I'm yes. estimating, when you were starting to do this. Yes, excellent question. And I could talk for a long time about that because <laughs> it has been a journey. Yeah. Um, so I'll try to skip some of the, the boring details, but basically... Um, when Allie, my older one, was about 18 months, I I had been, you know, I'd stayed home with her, like straight up, didn't do anything for several months, which was great. Um, and then after that, I was sort of working part time. I was still doing some web stuff on the side. Um, but um, I, I wasn't, I was trying to do it at home, right? And it was, I still have a kid around. I, I just couldn't fit in the time or it felt like I was splitting myself. So Around 18 months, we had a next-door neighbor who was just the sweetest woman. She was basically uh, willing to work for free or, or almost nothing to watch Allie for me um, because it made her day. She was you know, an older woman that just <laughs> wanted something to do. And so I would send Allie over next door for like three hours a day. And she would feed her snacks and play with her. And she was doing more than, than I was to, with her, to be honest, at that mm. point. Um, because I had just come to realize being a full-time stay-at-home mom was not going to be my gig. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that when I had kids. I, I didn't know how it was going to go. I didn't know enough about myself at the time to, to realize. And, of course, I had a lot of guilt around that. I think we all kind of struggle with that. Yeah. Um, but it, it just started really small, like just a few hours a day. And it wasn't even every day. And it was like, okay, I can get used to this. Like, this is good. I'm getting time to be me. I'm getting time to do these jobs. Um, and I was able to just grow my business from there. I think I started taking photo organizing clients during that time and, and having appointments. And uh, eventually, um, we put Allie in a preschool. And she was you know, there for most of the day, if not the entire day. And then um, yeah, it just, it allowed me the freedom to, to take 
computer jobs and photo jobs. So I was able at the same time to, to keep, you know, money coming in and grow this business. Um, yeah. And it just, ever since then it's, it's been, and I had my second, of course, and Claire, she um, came along like two and a half years later. So, uh, and again, I stayed home with her for a few months. I just, I've, I've been really lucky, I guess, is the point here. Like, I, I, I haven't had to be the sole breadwinner. I have been able to stay home for longer than most moms get to if they have a full-time job. Yeah. But at the same time, I had things to go back to when I felt like it was time. So I think four months into to Claire's infancy, she started preschool. Um, yeah, and then they were at um, two different preschools, and then we merged them into one, and then long story, but we, we moved uh, to, to go to this um, elementary that we're at now, and um, they're, you know, they're enrolled there, and they go to the after-school program just down the street, and my husband picks them up, and for the longest time, I was still um, operating out of the home office, right? Yeah. We, um, that's what I've always done, and um, you know, it always felt weird to like, well, I have my kid in preschool, but I'm at home. Yeah. I but boy, when I that. was at home, I, yeah, I, I was working and yeah. I, I, I really never had that, like, let me just, you know, go get my nails done. No. <laughs> Maybe once in a while, everybody needs that. And but, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that, right? But yeah, there's I'm the nothing same wrong way. with that. I'm the but same way. I'm, when I'm home, I, I'm working and my house, yeah. my house shows it because it's a mess. Exactly. I'm the looking laundry's at a piled up like I was right gone all day. <laughs> yeah. Cushions are all askew. Yeah. yeah. So um, I um, lost my train of thought again. Okay. So she was in preschool. Uh, they're, they were, they're in after school care and he and your husband was oh, picking them up. Okay. So just over, I guess, two months ago now, I um, moved out of the home office, which was a huge leap of faith for me yeah. <laughs> that um, I could make, a, you know, I had enough income stream, you know, to make that happen. I just had to, added this full-time hire not too many months ago, um, but it has been the best decision of my entire business, like getting my house back. Yeah. <laughs> Getting uh, a place to go that's that, that gives a, a separation of, of work and home for me, yeah. and having this thing that's external to our house that is like, you know, my husband and I will look at the security camera every once in a while, like if the maid is there cleaning up, and it's still like two months in, it's like that's weird, like that's your so stuff, weird. that's your client <laughs> stuff. It's like six miles from here. And there's somebody there cleaning it for you. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. But that's, it's really it's, like you said, you it, being able to separate yourself is a big thing. Yes. yes. I never minded working at home. And I, I, I felt like I had that separation. But boy, when I took that leap and, and physically separated the stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, we still have a huge mess of toys that need to go into the space where the office was. And yeah. you know, I won't get into that. But uh, it just is amazing to have the house back and and to not have this awkward setup where, and you can imagine with the amount of you know photos that I take on with with clients, it, it was not just a, a little desk in a corner of a room. No. It's it's entire game room. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy when you're taking on other people. I mean, because yeah. I can hardly even keep track of my own stuff. I can't imagine okay. having the the wherewithal to be able to take on somebody else's. And do you actually um, work? like full-time hours, like what's your typical I do. schedule? I do, yes. I uh, I take the kids to school, I drop them off. I usually um, come home and get ready for the day after that, I get my coffee and my breakfast. And instead of walking upstairs, I get in the car and I, I drive 10 minutes down the road. Wow, wow. <laughs> and then, yeah, like I said, my husband picks up the kids after school and I, I try to show up right around when, when they do as well, but it doesn't always work out that way. And yeah. sometimes we go to art class and do other things and, it's 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 flexible yet mostly full time. It's it's just perfect for me. 
Now, do you find, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, I was done. Do you find that like now that you're actually, you said that the income's flowing in and you feel like, you know, you're at a good place and it's Mm -hmm. taken you how many years? Would it like six? Uh, 11. 11. Okay. I didn't (laughs) know exactly what. So, so it's taken you 11 years to get to the place where you feel like, okay, we're, we're moving along. You know, you've got your office space, you can set your own hours, but I'm sure there was a time I would just like, I mean, we don't have a whole lot more time left, but I would love to just Mm -hmm. briefly talk about that transition for you going from, you know, barely making ends meet and not sure if this was going to actually, you know, fly as a business mm-hmm. uh, to now it's it's going. Do you feel like you're able to set those boundaries a little better now? And do you find that it's easier for you or is it harder for you? Because, I mean, I, I find that, like, if you're just getting something off the ground, it might yeah. you might think you need to do it around the clock and not really... Put yeah. That down. Interesting it- question. Yes, <laughs> I I do feel like it's easier now, yeah. which is weird to say because like my business is bigger. How am I able to spend more time with my family? But because of the choices I've made, the strategic hiring and, and moving out of the office and all that, like I have been able to to kind of allow myself to do less. And and if you've ever read the uh, the book called The E Myth, I love the E Myth. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just I actually lent wanna... it out to a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just finally read it. You may have to revisit it. I guess that's like the newer version. It's yeah. been around for decades, decades. I think. Decades. Yeah, but yeah, he did yeah. he did an updated version of that. And he actually just spoke recently in Austin. Oh, well, really? Yeah. I would have loved yeah. to have heard that. <laughs> yeah, so you understand the concept like of of being the technician in your business being and the, the story is about this pie maker who was really good at making pies and started her own pie business and then was just burned out very, very burned quickly. Because she was doing everything. She was not doing only everything. making the, the pies, but she was handling the money and she was handling right. the advertising. And Yeah. Right. So I have been, for years, I have been the technician and I had some part-time help for years and she's been great, but I was still mainly doing the technical work and kind of neglecting the growth and the, you know, the, the strategy, the management, the entrepreneurial part, because I don't feel like I am an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to do the work it was a cool gig and I was good at it so I started a business so I really resonated with that and I I really think that in the past year I like I only just read it recently and so it was like yes I'm doing that yes 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 yes. I'm I'm finally kind of rising out of the doing of the work and getting your systems in place getting systems in place and just feeling more comfortable and confident about my managerial ability and Um, you know, just my ability to hire someone to do the work that needs doing and not try to do it all myself. And trust them. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hardest thing because it's our, it's our businesses are our babies, you know, and it's giving, giving standards are my standards. Yeah. Yeah. Giving over a little bit of control in that book. It's been a year since I've read it and I actually reminded me, I need to get that back from my friend because I (laughs) I really actually need to reread it myself. But um, doesn't he talk about the idea of McDonald's and how they have become the the most successful uh, because of their, the fact that they've not because it's the best burger in the world, but because Mm. they've been able to take, uh, basically break their business into all of these systems and mm-hmm. and hire people just to do that one thing. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and that has made them as successful as they've been able yeah, to. Yeah, it, it's the franchise strategy. And at first, I, I, you know, going back to that comment earlier, like I was a little bit turned off by that. Well, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to do that. That's scary. Mm-hmm. But it's not like his point is, you should make your business franchisable whether or not you decide to do that. Right. You need to have everything documented and systemized and repeatable and, and be ready and able to to re, you know, duplicate it if yeah. that So you're not a slave to it. <laughs> right. So you are not the one yeah. that's doing everything. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're really mm. smart, you train your children. <laughs> Oh, to do those coming. systems down the road so that it becomes a family yeah. business. Yeah. And that way I'm sad that the business has moved out of the house because now on the weekends I can't have Allie sit in front of the scanner and do stuff. Scan, scan, <laughs> child labor. Yeah. Uh, uh, just to, to go into that a little bit, I, I trailed off from that earlier with the kids. Like it has been really cool to, um, you know, they don't know any different. Mommy has this job and this is 
what I do. And they're only just now becoming curious about it, especially Allie. She's, you know, she's curious to begin with, but she's asking a lot of questions and are, are you famous? Are you, you know, like, <laughs> oh, can I, can I go to your client's house? Like, yeah. Well, no, but you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I just think it's going to be interesting to see how they uh, turn out as far as like me being this role model of owning a business and, and how that's going to shape their view of how, you know, men and women relate and how, you know, women stay at home or don't or, you know, just things like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's important to point that out. Not that, not that girls and boys obviously too, um, can't learn, you know, amazing things. And they do from their moms who are home with them all the time. That's, that's, that goes without saying, but I feel like it needs to be said for those of us who do, uh, choose to work that, it is, uh, there's also huge benefits in showing them that we also, that this is possible, mm-hmm. you know, that we can, um, you know, come up with an idea and forge our way and, and, and learn the, the processes and uh, hire people under us like you're doing it and just form this whole business. I feel like that that's so incredible, yeah. especially for girls to see that that's yeah. possible to do. There's, there's other options besides you know, go to school, have a full-time job, stay yeah. home full-time or go to work full-time. You know, there's, there's things you can do that are kind of in between and allow you to, to be both and all, all things. <laughs> I, when you, when you were talking, um, it, it made me just kind of go back into talk, into thinking about, and I don't really, I mean, I don't know why I'm necessarily bringing that up, but Um, You know, I remember all the years, and I'm sure you can relate to this too, about, you know, kind of being out on the playground with the kids and talking Mm -hmm. to other moms and, and thinking to myself, why do I have this urge? Why do, why isn't this enough for me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why yes. is this, you know, and, and, and literally at times beating myself up because I wasn't the mom. I, I talked in another interview with a friend of mine, um, you know, just about, I think that that's the one that aired last week, just about the, the fact that we weren't the moms making the organic chicken, you know, for, <laughs> uh, for yes, kids. I and, yep. um, and I don't know why that's always my, um, you know, my hot topic or whatever. It's, it's, yeah. it's silly cause it is what it is, but it, it's kind of the button pusher for me because I was always going, I was always comparing myself to these moms who seem to yeah. be just these amazing moms and loved it and felt yep. so incredibly satisfied by doing that work and doing right. that work alone. And I always felt like, oh, what is wrong with me that yes. I've got my mind uh, that I'm, you know, up at night reading entrepreneurial books. I mean, what in the <laughs> heck is wrong with me? But it, I, I, do you feel that way? I mean, it's like- Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, yeah, I mean, I admire those women and I have never also understood. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I just am not that person. And it, it took me a long time to come to terms with that and, and find my path. And like you said earlier, knowing yourself, you know, coming to know like why this was the way it was for you. It wasn't that something Why am I crying at the end of the day? Why am I waiting for my husband to get home so I can just have a minute alone? Yeah. I I know that stay home do that too. So yeah, we all do it. I mean, everyone, everyone does that. But I think it's also coming to terms with the fact that, you know, um, you are here for other purposes and you are living that out and you're figuring it out along the way and it's never perfect right we never we never you know every step that we take we're we're always kind of going okay was this the the, you know was this an ideal situation and how could I pull back a little bit but well I wanted to just wrap up our conversation I could literally we could keep going this is (laughs) so good but um I would love if you could just if you could give our listeners one message um, what would it be about starting, you know, starting your own business or motherhood or whatever it is? Mm. That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the the last one is the hardest. <laughs> I think uh, I'm going to steal your your theme from last week, which is just do something. Start with something. Mm. Do one thing at a time. You know, if you have an idea or um, 
want to start a business and you, and you think about all of things that, that are obstacles in your way, like I can imagine with the podcast, like if you had just <laughs> said, I'm going to do a podcast and, and hadn't taken that first step to do, you know, buy a microphone or find the platform, you know, that just break it down, break it down into, into steps that you can manage, that you can um, do a little bit each day and not, you know, still have the, the big picture in mind at the end. But I didn't go from, from where I was, you know, stay-at-home mom, cobbling together some web programming income <laughs> to where I am today by envisioning where I am today. I mean, yeah. I didn't, I could not have had that. And that, that's why that, my husband's concept of the franchise scared me so much back then. It's like, I, I don't have that vision. Yeah. And that was okay for me. You know, I just did what I could each day and I built and I built and here I am. So. And with action, I, I, I think, you know, goes without saying, action leads to clarity. Action does lead to clarity. Yes. And I think yeah. that's the biggest thing. When I heard that for the first time, I felt like, gosh, I'm, I'm uh, hem hawing around these ideas because I'm afraid they're not the best ideas or they're not perfectly formed. Right. Yet. But yep. it really doesn't ever get perfectly formed until we're actually in the trenches doing it. Do right. It. Yep. Yeah. I like to have, um, all of the information in front of me before yeah, I start too. any kind of project or puzzle or, you know, even a, like a, an actual puzzle. I like to have like all the pieces laid out and yeah. I do the borders first and then I start filling in in, in between. You know, so, yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <guess> so. <laughs> yeah, but we can't, you know, we can't, we can't always have all the pieces yeah. when we're, when we're branching out and doing something. I think that's what makes it, um, you know, a journey that, maybe not a lot of people take because we don't have it all figured out when we start. We just start. Yep. And it comes from it. Well, Laura, this is, this has been such a great conversation and it's been so fun just to hear about, you know, your journey. I would, I would love to hear, you know, I feel, I feel like not only is, uh, you know, expansion in your horizon, but maybe just, you know, writing out all of this um for someone to read <laughs> you probably have oh, a, a little bit of a short version on your website but i feel like it's just so interesting um for me and inspiring to hear um how people get started and how those things sort of come together and in, in the most unexpected ways and it's it's just been an inspiration to hear you talk about it i appreciate that i i I don't enjoy talking about myself. I, I don't often even tell my story. I have a hard time even telling strangers what I do. So <laughs> I, I was nervous about doing this, but I'm so glad that, that I did. I pushed through that. and, and You stepped and out of your comfort zone again. I definitely See did. That? I did. It, it always pays off. It's always rewarding. It's that's always it. rewarding. That's another tip for, for the audience. <laughs> yes, it's always Try rewarding. Try to stretch yourself. Yeah, you and, and I like I usually feel when we I get done with a, a good interview like this today, I feel like we could just have a part two and a part three mm -hmm. and a part four and unpack. Thank yeah, you so much for, for coming so on the show and taking the time out of your day. I know your time is precious and I can't wait for our listeners to hear you. Me too. Thank you so much, Amy. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for sticking around and listening to this podcast episode. It means so much for me. And please don't forget to leave a review. Till next time. Bye-bye.